Welcome back to the Inspired Podcast, the podcast that is designed to help you discover God and dwell with Him. Whatever season in life you're in, you'll pick up helpful insight, thoughts to think on throughout the week, and leave this episode feeling inspired to know God in deeper ways. Right now is a great time to listen to past episodes if you've missed them. It is our desire that these conversations pave the way to have meaningful conversations among other women and friends. I'm Jessica, and I'm on the Inspire team here at X Church. And speaking of friends, that is what we talk about this week. We also have a new friend join us this week, Morgan Claproot. God is the creator and designer of friendship. We see plenty of examples of good and bad friendships in the Bible. Friendship is a gift, but so many times we can mistakenly make friendship a goal in our life. When we begin to view our friendships as goals instead of gifts, we lean on our friends to fill us in ways they were not designed to. But what about the absence of friendship? Inevitably, there is loneliness in our journey of finding friends as well. In this episode, we talk about what to do in the absence of friendships and how to shift our mindset in the loneliness. When searching for friends, oftentimes we encounter them in an unlikely place when we make the first move. When we initiate the search for a friend instead of waiting for friends to come to us, it can pave the way of transparency, vulnerability, and hospitality in our friendships. Welcome back, Inspire Girls. And guys who listen to and guys who listen to the inspired <laughs> podcast and guy yeah. and guy yeah or guy that listens to the <laughs> inspired podcast. Uh, we hope that you're doing well. Uh, we're on episode eleven. Last week we did not know the episode, but we do this week, and it's episode eleven. Yeah. And so, if you didn't join us last week, you're going to want to go back to that episode. We talk about transparency versus perfectionism, and it was a good conversation. I I feel like I walked away really hanging on to some of what we were talking about. And I mean, it's encouraging to Mm -hmm. kind of thumb through the areas of life where you maybe put a perfectionism persona out. Oh yeah. It's really easy to do too. Oh yeah. Especially in our world with social media Mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. But today we have a special guest with us. Megan had to be out this week. And so we have Morgan Clapperud. Hello. You have, yeah, you um, if, if you were around a few weeks ago, she was a part of our um, X Church Values communicators, one of yeah. our communicators, and she did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And you also probably know her from X Kids. She is yeah. our X Kids extraordinaire. That's right, the squishy extraordinaire. Yes. I was going to say she she Although makes recently the <laughs> we switched to slime. So yes, Sorry. I did. Do, you notice yes, that? I oh, I got slime yeah. this week. <laughs> yeah. Morgan always orders the most interesting things from Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it's, it's you, you can just say, what does she need that for? Yeah. You know, it's yards and yards of ribbon or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. So, but yeah, yeah. really yeah. glad you're here, Morgan. Well, thank you for yeah. having me. I've got big shoes to fill. Hopefully I do okay. Yeah, you'll do awesome. <laughs> uh, today, you know, last week we kind of, ended our conversation around the idea of authenticity and how it can be pretty challenging in today's world to live an authentic life because we have things like social media, which causes comparison and you almost put up this front of all the highlights, which is great and it's not bad. 
um, it just kind of shelters and um, hides a little bit the the real, the inner, the things that go on inside of us, in our minds and in our hearts. And, you know, we don't we don't put that out there for everybody to see, probably for good reason, because a level of that is guarding yourself. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a survival instinct, I yeah. think. Um, so we kind of landed on authenticity and it really gave way to, I feel like a good conversation about friendships. So we talked about toxic relationships a few weeks ago. Um, but I really do feel that friendship is a lot bigger, wider, grander, lonelier than we would like to admit. And so I think that would be really great today if we had a conversation about friendship and all things that kind of fall under the category of friendships. Mm -hmm. So with that said, I mean, I'm interested in on your take, each one of you ladies, um, about friendships. What what kind of friendships have you had over the years? Uh, What what part of like what components about friendships did you discover Um, what are some of the things that you've learned from Mm -hmm. friendships that you've had? Anybody? Well, I think, um, you know, you you think about your life, about all the different kinds of friends you've had. You Mm -hmm. know, you might think about, I I mean, I think about a childhood friend that I had that was my one best friend. You know, when you're in elementary school or junior high or, you know, you have, you know, it's like your best friend. Oh, yeah. And like the the friendship necklaces. Oh, yeah. We did friendship rings. Okay, yeah. We had rings. Yeah, like the the necklace with like the The little, the half heart. Yeah. Yeah, all of that stuff because, you know, that that one friend that you had that you could, you know, giggle with and and cry with and do all those things. And, And I was... I was fortunate that I had someone and they were really, she was actually really, really important in my life because her home was a place I could go to that was like my safe space. Mm. And so that was, you know, and, um, you know, and she was a musician and she was creative and, and like me. And so, you know, we just kind of clicked and stuff, um, you know, but then, you know, we got, <clears throat> we got out of high school and, you know, we went to college and we kind of stayed in contact and, you know, and, you know, and you drift away yeah. and then you have a hole. Mm-hmm. And so then it was like, well, now what do I do? And I've had various people coming in and out of my life. Yeah. And that's the thing is that um, if you have friends that you have known for a really long time that you're still really close with, that is really, really special. Mm-hmm. And I know I've mentioned it on this podcast before that I have five women that I've known since the early 90s that we, we still we're the, you know, it's the kind of friendship where even though we don't see each other very often that, you know, we get together because we're all in different places right now, um, you know, on a Zoom call or we do get together for lunch or something. And it's just like we've never been apart just because I think our history. But more than that, it's the transparency that we've had, kind of what we talked about mm-hmm. and how we've shared our lives. And, um, you know, you know, it's it's one of those where it's like, OK, these people know things that could put me in jail kind of thing, you know, yeah. not, not Seriously, but you know she what knows. I mean. Where it's yeah. really the deep stuff. But um, and I've had friends that have betrayed me. I've yeah. had friends who've walked away because mm-hmm. they didn't understand something. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I got divorced, I had I lost a lot of friends mm-hmm. because of just kind of I think the the time it was in the atmosphere in the church that I was in at that time. You know mm-hmm. that people just walked away, and that's that's really hard. Well, yeah, because probably the the time in life that you needed friends the most. Yeah 
they walked away. Right. You know, but, um, and that was really, and that was a lonely time. You know, yeah. I was, I had a couple people that I still could confide in and things like that, that didn't think I was, you know, lost my testimony in a sinner and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But, um, there were a lot of people that instead of friendship, I ended up with judgment. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really, that's a hard thing. And I think that's something probably we've all experienced. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Morgan? So I was lucky enough to grow up in the same house, like from kindergarten till I graduated high school. So I feel like I had all these same friends. And I remember going off to college and beyond, and I didn't know how to make friends because I'd had all these friends forever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to make friends. I just had friends. Um, that was a hard time in my life. I felt like I had to do a lot of inward, you know, mm-hmm. searching in myself. Um, like you, Janice, I had like a person, my friend, we actually ended up living together our freshman year of college in a dorm room. And before we moved in together, you know, we'd kind of had a rough patch and some trust was broken and other reasons I ended up moving back home and I just felt like really lonely, like Mm -hmm. alone in, um, in my journey. And I think it's easy to get stuck there. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a hard time feeling like I was looking for value in other people yeah. like, very easily mm-hmm. which like can happen so easily and often in friendships yes. is when we end up displacing you know or putting I guess a putting a friend in a place that they ultimately cannot fill inside of us right yeah I remember um I think crying to my he was my boyfriend at the time but my now husband like I don't have any friends. Mm-hmm. Like we had just started dating and he would go out with his friends and like, because he was going out with his, like all my friends, I had friends. Okay. I had friends, but we were all, everyone like kind of went elsewhere for college. So I was back home living with my parents and everyone else is like, you know, continuing their college experience. And I was just like, felt like I was at home twiddling my thumbs. Yeah. And, um, I feel like I had to then, be the friend yeah to get friends yeah I had a lot of coworkers, and I think that's kind of like where I started like I had a job at a restaurant and um just sparked some friendships there and then I ended up going to cosmetology school kind of mm-hmm. same thing mm-hmm. like we obviously had a common commonality in our lives so maybe we can go a little farther yeah like make the move yeah on the friendship side mm-hmm. <laughs> like Mm-hmm. Do you want to be my friend? Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of like so elementary. Feel, yeah, I know you <laughs> do feel elementary. I feel like for me, like you know, friends growing up, whatever. But I think probably the toughest time in finding friends for me was like early motherhood. Mm-hmm. And oh, you know, yeah. if you're listening and you have little kids, you know what a what a dry season that can be. Yeah. Um, number one, I think. Well, because we live in the day and age, like the digital age where, um, you know, I remember sitting at home several nights where, you know, you see these young moms that get babysitters for their kids and go out and like have a drink or whatever. And you look past their, you know, story and you're like, why don't I have friends like that? And, you know, or, you know, I was, we moved across the country with two little ones. And when I came here, I knew I was trying to prepare myself by knowing, okay, I don't know a single soul Mm. and that's okay because I can make friends. 
Um, and I was actually in a Christian community when I came up here. And so mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, oh, great. Automatic friends. Instant like, friends. Um, yeah, instant friends. I'm going to be in a church. And I actually really struggled even in that time, um, finding a place to belong and finding those tight knit group of friends that I expected. Mm-hmm. And so that early, those early, early stages of motherhood were really, I mean, I'm going to say it too, lonely. I feel like we all kind of la- mm-hmm. landed in this um, idea that, you know, a part of friendship or at least searching for friendship can, friendships can be lonely. Absolutely. And so maybe we should lean into that a little bit and talk about truths in that. Um, I know that all of us, to some degree, at some season, in some, you know, level, experience loneliness either in a friendship or in the search for friendships. Um, And I think that, you know, first and foremost, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are involved in our community at our church. And I think that an interesting perspective might be the definition of a friendship and community and what that can mean because you can be in a community and not have friendships because I've been there before. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? What does that mean? Does, I mean, like, what are we to take if we're, you know, cause if I'm trying to make a friend, I think the first step is probably to immerse yourself in a community, but oh. what, you know, what happens if we do that and we take that step and we don't experience having an instant friend, what do we like? What do we do? I think sometimes our, ex- <coughs> excuse me, sometimes our expectations is that it's just going to happen. Like, spontaneously yeah you know the heavens are going to open the angels are going to sing and all of a sudden oh my gosh there's my friend I've been searching for and it isn't that way yeah well I I think because life is so much more complex when you're an adult (laughs) yeah I think so when we were you know when we were little we could dumb it down into like oh you like Care Bears I like Care Care Bears Bears too too. (laughs) so let's be best friends I feel like as adults it can't be like oh you like you know the bachelor the bachelor you like target i like target too we should be friends i don't think it's that easy unfortunately Unfortunately. no it's it's not it's a great place to start yeah yeah i mean i mean really when you talk about community yeah i think it is a good place to start because in community whether you know like in our context here um at x church it's like okay say you start serving you get to know some people on your you know that you're serving with Mm -hmm. and you see that some of the same people every week or every other week and you start talking, you get to know them a little bit, some stuff about their lives, and then you can bring that up. But you also may find someone that's like, oh, I, you know, let's, why don't we go get coffee or something mm-hmm. like that. But on the other hand, you can still do that and still say, I don't, I've heard, you know, people say, I just don't click with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't, eh, you know. We don't hit it off. We don't hit it off, you know. <clears throat> or, you know, um, or we can say, well, join a, join a small group or a circle. And even within that, I know I, I lead a couple circles, and I, uh, it, it always does my heart good when I hear, um, you know, someone say, hey, you know, well, someone doesn't show up, and they say, oh, well, I saw them last week. You know, we went out to dinner with them, or mm-hmm. we had coffee. So in other words, within that, you know, friendships can form that maybe, you know, it's not with everybody. Right. In a, in a big circle. And I think Jesus gave us that example, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he had community with his 12, but he had 
close relationship mm-hmm. and close re- friendship with three. Yeah. Right? You know, and that's, and that's, a, I think that's a really good example. Yeah, you know? it's a good model. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to be super close with everybody, but community is a good place to start. Yeah, right. for sure. I think, too, it's important to stay out of the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times our thoughts of loneliness, nobody likes me, everyone's hanging out without me, mm-hmm. I'm the victim, nobody wants to be my friend, like what, like, you have to look inside yourself. Like what, what can I do, you know, versus what can they do for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can search for that friend that's always with you. Mm-hmm. The one that never leaves you. And that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think when you even talking to him, like, God, I need a friend. Like Jesus, will you, you know, bring someone alongside me or put someone in my path, like, you know, in the days, seasons to come and like, just like strike my heart and like, spur something in me to go start a conversation Mm -hmm. with that person because I feel like a lot of times like your friends don't always look like you like the people that you're gonna like jive with yeah I know I feel like I have probably found the best friendships in the most unlikely places yeah yeah I am actually just recently I have made a really great friend and we've been in the same community social circle ish for like six years I do blame COVID partially Mm -hmm. but that that kind of (laughs) We have kids the same age. They've been in the same classrooms, I think, the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. And we ended up coaching cheerleading together. Mm-hmm. And I literally sent her a text the other night. I'm like, where have you been the last six years? Mm-hmm. Like, we just yeah. naturally have found this friendship. Like, she goes to a different church, um, the tree. Shout out to the tree. Mm-hmm. And um, I just... It's, I don't know, that doesn't happen very often, but also like Mm -hmm. it took, you know, it wasn't instantaneous. I think we also live in a a world where we expect instantaneous results, please. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But things like that take time. Like maybe six years ago, we wouldn't have jived like we do. Right. So, yeah, I think that, you know, part of that like instantaneous mindset, I feel like in the, in the mindset of like loneliness, how do we, you know, how do we have the correct mindset of loneliness? Because, I think sometimes we automatically default to being lonely is bad. Mm -hmm. And how, I mean, it's not desirable, but it's not bad. And I feel like probably in those young mom years where I wanted friends and I wanted a group of girls to hang out with, or I wanted, you know, someone to come like that I could have that we could talk about all the things that is hap- are happening in our lives right now yeah. or what my kid, my kid is doing this now and this, they've hit this milestone <laughs> and blah, 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 and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think that my, my mindset shifted from, um, all right, so I might not have a physical friend, although I was praying for that. I think it's, yeah. gr- you should pray for Absolutely. friends. Yes. You should. Yes. Because they're, honestly, they're a gift from God. Yeah. And, when you're praying for that friend and God answers that prayer, it explodes your view of who God is. Yeah. Because when you realize that you've met that friend, yeah. that you're able to serve and also be served um, mutually, it's a gift. And if you don't find yourselves in one of those friendships now, I want to encourage you to continue to pray and to continue yes. and continue yeah. to seek because there are friendships that are so life giving, um, and that are gifts from God. But the, the mindset that I feel like I had to switch from is instead of, I mean, I'm going to say this about me. I'm not saying this about you, but 
the pity party. I really did mm-hmm. throw myself a few pity parties of like, you know, I'm a mom and like, I'm so tired. All I want is just like a friend or like, you know, whatever. And I think I had to get out of that mindset and I had to switch to in this time where I don't feel like I have that close friend that I'm, I'm able to lean on. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have my creator and my savior. Yeah. And I know that sounds very churchy and it sounds very cliche, but I remember sitting on my bathroom floor one day, like scrubbing the floors, like literally with a bottle of like cleaner and my rag and wiping the floors and kind of having this like little pity party, like, oh my gosh, like I'm in the trenches of motherhood and I, I'm with these humans 24 seven. I talk baby, you know, most of the time or toddler or very messy. Yes. Trying to decipher (laughs) what my child is saying right now. I wish that I could just like other, you know, outside of like my husband, I wish I could just have like a normal conversation Mm -hmm. with someone. Yeah. But I really feel like in that moment, God gave me a picture of just like, I'm here. I'm sitting on the ground next to you with you in cutting up those pieces so tiny for your little baby to, you know, put in their mouth so they don't choke. I'm with you scrubbing that floor. I'm with you singing songs to your kids. I'm with you listening to Blippi or Baby Shark in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I I remember thinking, what? I mean, I've been been missing that because I've been so focused on how I don't have the human Mm -hmm. friend. And I really feel like that carried me through that season of, um, the mindset of loneliness was so, you know, inverted on me to where I came to a mindset shift of God, there's something that you want to teach me here. And I feel in that season that I learned that God was a good friend. I learned that side of his character, that he is a good friend. I feel like in turn, that makes you appreciate your human friends even more. Oh, yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think when we approach him with open hands, like, what are you going to teach me through this season? Like, and how can I be a good friend? What are you trying to tell me right now Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. you approach him with the open hands instead of the pointed finger? Yeah. And I think, too, that when, you know, you do what you're talking about, just it takes the pressure off of the people you end up being friends with. Mm-hmm. rather than looking at them to say, you know, I want you to be there for me. I want you to be able to listen to me all the time. I want you to always be consistent. I want you to never betray me. I want you to never, <laughs> you know. That's a lot of expectations. You know, yes. do all those things. Instead, it's like it gives you just the right perspective of people to say, I have a perfect friend. You know, his name is Jesus. And I've been blessed with this friend or that friend and know that she's just as imperfect as I am. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're going to do things and we're going to misunderstand each other. There's going to be things. And we may not be, there, our lives may change and we may drift apart and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Because that season was a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think everybody can think back, you know, just like I was talking about my friend that I had in elementary school and junior high and high school. You know, we went to college and we drifted apart. But I look back on that time and that friendship and it was really, really special. Mm-hmm. It was a gift for that season of my life. Mm-hmm. And I have different friends now. Um, I think part of what we run into, especially when we're feeling it lonely and we feel like we don't have that person or whatever, is that we start looking around and we say everybody else does mm-hmm. and I don't. 
mm-hmm. and you know, and face it, social media is horrible mm-hmm. about feeding that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just magnifies that. Right, it just magnifies. It. It's like, oh well, how come she gets to go out with her friends and look at them? You know, oh, they they went to a concert. They yeah, they're pictured mm-hmm. together, and you know, and they're all so happy, and you know, and I'm, you know, I'm here sitting I am here, sitting at home in my pajamas. <laughs> Although some, I'm at a point in my life where I would much rather be sitting at home in my pajamas than in a yes. concert. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I will take that any night of the week. Yeah. You know, you know, or it's like, well, you know, why don't I have that person that I can just call up and say, oh, let's go do this. And, yeah. you know, we just and they're available. And yeah. Right. I mean, I've gone through that even just, um, you know, even in the last few years that it's like, I really don't have it. But then I stop and I have to think. I'm like, OK, Janice. Do you really, really need that? Mm-hmm. And I've come to the conclusion that at my season of life, I really don't. What I, what I really want and what I have is that I know I have people that if I need to talk to someone or whatever, or I can text them and say, you know what, if you don't pray, me, pray for me right now, I'm going to kill somebody mm-hmm. or, you know, or, or I'm just, you know, I'm really, really hurting or, hey, yeah. you know, let's get together for coffee or something like that. But I, you know, it's a, the need is different mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. But, you know, one of the things I was thinking when you guys were talking was the, the thought of friendship takes time. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Like what you were saying, Lots of it. you know, Morgan, about this woman that you've known for six years and you've right. had these things, you've had kind of interactions and all this yeah. kind of thing. But it, but when it finally came together, it was just like this gradual unfolding. Yeah. And because and probably we, just at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Right. At the right time. And I think because we are in this, we want it all and we want it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that many times I think we're not willing to do that slow investment. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think we talked, you know, when we talked about relationships, we talked about reciprocity, that it's like, it's a give and take and it has to go both ways. Mm -hmm. And that isn't going to be with everybody. And it, and it also, it's something that develops over time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that you said it, it, it takes time because I feel like even and we even within the the framework of takes time. I mean, in my mind, I mean that can probably be different for everybody. In yeah. my mind, I'm like, does taking time mean it's going to be like six months or a year, or am I looking at like five years right. before I gain a friend? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that I love the way your mind works. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think um, I think what keeps us from putting a time limit on it is. Um, investing in what we do have and at times that can that may only be just what's in front of us and sometimes that means nobody and Mm -hmm. so I I feel like my question is always you know trying to figure out um so if I do want friends and these are the kind of friends that I desire what do I need to do about that? And I, like we mentioned earlier, I think praying Mm -hmm. is very important and very vital. Um, but what do you do in the meantime? And I think what I have heard both of you say at different times is being a friend to someone else. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And that is probably the most uncomfortable. It's risky. Yes. Cringy. (laughs) I know because I feel like, okay. So for instance, we're into a new school district about a year and a half in and in elementary school, I feel like 
as far as like your your children's friends go like I tried being in the classrooms like when I could to volunteer so I could learn like who my boys were with and like who their parents were so I could reach out and initiate Mm -hmm. but you always feel like the really weird mom that's like hi I'm Indy's mom can I have your number so we can maybe do a play date I mean, you just said yeah, you feel right. so cringy or schools are weird. Like you have to like go through the teacher to get the number and then they have yes. to ask the parent, like, is it okay if I give your number yes. to so-and-so? And then it's like, yeah, oh, that's weird. What if they say no? I know. <laughs> and, but I feel like a, a certain, to a certain extent, you almost have to put yourself out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I remember telling this to one of my sons is because, which by the way, our children go through this same exact yeah. complex of loneliness mm-hmm. and not having friends. And really from the, from a ch- the heart of a child, I feel like it's not necessarily like this. I want a friend because so-and-so has a friend. It's like, they want to feel known. Yeah. They want to feel like they're a part of something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is no different than how we feel. That's right. Um, but I remember giving my son advice one time of like, you know, him saying, I don't have any friends and me saying, well, what about you being a friend to someone else? Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that sparks something and I haven't quite put my finger on it, but I just know that when we do put ourselves out there, I think it's because we live in a world where you don't want to like, it's uncomfortable to do. Yeah. And so what if you do put yourself out there and say like, you want to be my friend? <laughs> I mean, maybe not that awkward because yeah. then you might not have any friends. But <laughs> right, I feel like it's a step of faith too. Mm-hmm. I think as Christ followers, you know, we, you know, you've prayed about this and like you take that step of faith, and I feel like God wants to reward your steps of faith, and mm-hmm. I feel like He's going to reward that. Like you were telling us that He was feeling like He didn't have any friends, but that was not the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't even true. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, lies can be planted. You know, seeds of doubt of our own self worth, mm-hmm. and then. He takes that step of initiative, that step of faith, and lo and behold, he's got friends, you know, yeah. like he's being invited to play dates. He's being, mm-hmm. you know, you're having friends over to your house, like what he was feeling. I think recognizing that what we're feeling, our feelings aren't always true. Right. Our feelings yeah. don't reflect truth. Mm-hmm. And which is another reason why we have to, you know, seek Jesus and seek, you know, our relationship with God to get that truth, you know, go to scripture because, um, I'm a big feeler. I think we mentioned this the last time I was on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm a two and I'm a two wing two and I feel <laughs> everything. I don't think that's for other people. It's not a thing, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I'm learning about that myself. I'm, you know, 30 something years old mm-hmm. and something. I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah. That my emotions aren't always truth. I'm feeling mm-hmm. this way, mm-hmm. but it's not always true. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to friendship, And being afraid to put yourself out there, Mm -hmm. you know. Anyway, God's going to reward you. If you take that first step, I feel like he wants to, he wants to bless you with some awesome friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody likes to be rejected. That too. And so, so it, there is, it feels kind of risky, you know, like there's, you know, someone maybe you've been in community with, because we kind of talked about that and you're thinking, you know, I'd like to get to know this person better and maybe we could be friends and, mm-hmm. you know, and you, um, you know, let's get together for coffee and they and you feel like they're putting you off or they're saying, well, no, you know, and all this kind of thing, or maybe it just doesn't work, but it's, it's that risky feeling of 
nobody likes to be rejected, mm-hmm. right? Nobody wants to be the person who throws the party and nobody shows up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so I think because of that, that probably keeps a lot of us from mm-hmm. from trying because that's because we're thinking about us about and all that. Yeah. And instead of saying, well, you know, I'm just going to get to I'm just going to say, hey, you want to get together? Let's let's meet for coffee sometime. Right. You know, or whatever. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's has to do with expectations. Yep. But I feel also like that is the spirit of hospitality. Yeah. When, yeah. That when you do, when you are the one taking the initiative and the first step, mm-hmm. that is the spirit of hospitality. And I feel like that is straight biblical. Yeah. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, and you know, I've talked to a you know a number of women about opening up their house and you know along the lines of hospitality. I feel like that's where a lot of my friendships have started and it can feel so vulnerable because that's your house. That's where Mm -hmm. you live in. That's your safe place. That's where the good and the bad happens. And you're about to open up your doors and, you know, run the risk of, you know, judgment. Yeah. Judgment. Does my house smell bad? Um, does does it look really bad? Like there's a couple dirty dishes. There's dirty dishes. Like I haven't mopped. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like there's laundry piled up everywhere, but my kids made a fort last night and it's yes. And they told me that I can't take it down. That is a true story because Phoenix just was building Lincoln logs yesterday (laughs) on the center of the kitchen floor. And he built a house and I was like, all right, let's put this up. And he was like, no, my friend's coming over today and I need to show her. And I'm like, well, can you move it to the side or what? He was like, no, I want it right there. I'm like, fine, fine. (laughs) But I mean, I think that we, we run the risk of being judged Mm -hmm. or rejected. And there's something to say that when you take that initial step of hospitality, that initial step of, you know, grace and love and extension to another person, um, that sure you can be shut down and you can feel rejected. But I think that that's probably the heart of God is that when we do Mm -hmm. take the risk and we do initiate a connection because it makes me think back to like what Christ did for us. I mean, like he took that initial step for us that when God sent him into the world, he sent his son. And Mm -hmm. so we are, since we're image bearers and we are created after God's heart, that that should be our posture as well. Instead mm-hmm. of having a mindset of, I'm just waiting for my friends to come to me. What if we took that first step and initiated friendship, you know, between another person? Mm-hmm. And I think another thing is with community, like, because we talked about the difference kind of between the difference between friendship and community is we, it can't be overstated that we, when you are in a, a church community, you are actually, I think that we we can go back into our younger years and be like, oh, you like Care Bears, I like Care Bears too. Like we find this common interest and that's mm-hmm. what makes us friends. And I think that we are in general looking for that in adult, mm-hmm. like yeah. looking for, I mean, I obviously I connect with moms that have kids my age right. or right. I connect with a mom who has only boys or I connect with a person who, you know, loves interior design. You know, I'm yeah. st- like you look for these things to connect right. with people. But I think it's so important to realize that when you step into a, ch- you know, a church of co- a, a community of believers and you are a believer yourself, you instantly, 
it doesn't even have to be in the like a church community. You instantly have a bond of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your brothers and sisters in Christ. And for a season of my life, I had to realize that that was like, cause I was looking for someone mm-hmm. that had the same interest in me. And someone reminded me, what about your bond in the Holy Spirit? What? <laughs> well, like you're a sister in Christ. Like yeah. that should be enough. Right. Mm-hmm. You share that same, you share the burden of the kingdom yeah. together. You share, you know, hospitality into the world together. You share kindness. You share the fruits of the spirit and you're in it together. So why is that not enough to start a friendship? That's a good place to start. It's a great place. And it, I mean, it's probably the best place to yeah, start when I you think, think about so. it, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I think then your expectations maybe will be a start out in a healthier place. Mm hmm. You know, knowing that that's your commonality, but also knowing that, um, you know, because grace has been extended to me, that I need to extend grace to this other person now that I'm sitting, you know, like the horizontal thing, you know, across the table from me Mm -hmm. and uh, and not have unrealistic expectations of them. um, Because really, Jesus is the only one who can meet Mm -hmm. those expectations rather Mm -hmm. than what I think that person should be. Um, I, I was thinking back during my, you know, the lonely time after my uh, divorce and I started going to another church and, um, you know, met some women that, you know, we had some things in common. And I remember one Saturday morning just saying, hey, you know, um, you know, I'm going to be home all morning if you want to come over, you know, we'll have some coffee and I think I had donuts or something, you know, or whatever. And um, thinking, I wonder if anybody's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of them did and some of them didn't. And, you know, and it just turned into something that we just kind of just started doing. And and now those some of those women that did that were ones that I, I'm, you know, they're the women I've known since the early 90s. Mm-hmm. But it was not my natural bent mm-hmm. at that point. That's good to point out. To, yeah. to invite people into my home. Right. Because you were going through something. Yeah, I was going through something. You know, my kids were kind of all over the place at that time because of that divorce. There was, um, you know, I was renting a house and um, it had had some issues. So I'm thinking they're going to come in and they're going to judge me, Mm -hmm. you know, and all this sort of thing. And, you know, all those things that go through our heads as a woman. Yeah. You know. There's nothing, absolutely nothing worse. I have to, where you're taught, you have invited people in, and then someone starts sharing about how they believe that um, there should be nothing on your kitchen counters at all. What? And, uh-huh. and then, and then, if you're like me, I have all kinds of things on my mm-hmm. kitchen counters, and you're sitting. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm sitting there going. I want to run out in the kitchen right now and throw mm-hmm. everything in my oven. You know? right. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but it's. You know, I think that that's, it was really, really hard for me to do it mm-hmm. because, again, it, that, that kind of hospitality to, to take the initiative and say, why don't you come over, was really, um, it made me feel really vulnerable, mm-hmm. I think, yes. more mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. And nobody really likes that feeling. No. And I'm glad that I did it. I was going to say it was hard, but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was worth it. You know, I think sometimes, too, you can start out just um, talking to someone and then, um, you know, and sharing certain certain aspects of your life and find out that maybe they're more 
like what you were looking for, even though they didn't seem so right at the beginning. I mean, I have, I have um, some friends in, that I've had in the past where it's like, I never would have thought I would be a friend with this person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But as we got to know each other a little bit, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Unlikely places. Yeah, unlikely places. That's a good play, way to put it. Yeah. I think a, a few episodes back, I guess it was on the singleness episode, we were talking about how unintentionally we probably make marriage a goal in life. Like mm -hmm. yeah. once you find that right person and you, you know, your soulmates and you're connected forever, you've arrived. Yep. Um, I think that unintentionally that happens about friendship as well. And so, you know, we, we talked along the lines of loneliness. So my question is, um, just to think about is do for me and in my life, do I make friendship a goal? And if I do, is that, is that the goal? Is that an okay goal? Is that healthy? Is it healthy? Um, but I will say that in, <laughs> I mean, just to encourage those who are in lonely sp spaces, mm -hmm. I learned so much in those spaces. And I think that that happens all the time is yeah. like, we learn the most in the valleys. Yep. Yeah. Um, we don't learn a whole, I mean, we learn some on the mountaintops, but on the mountaintops, everything is fine and like everything's rolling and we don't have anything to kind of, um, push us or squeeze us or, you know, I don't know, mm -hmm. test us. Yeah. And I think that in friendship, it's the loneliness and the waiting and in those times where we do learn a whole lot about ourselves and a whole lot about the creator who created friendships. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it's almost like um, we've alluded to this, that friendship is a gift. Yeah. Yes. And it probably it, is think, more rare than common. I think yes. so. I really do. I think it's, I think we have to look at it that it's a gift, not a goal. Mm -hmm. Right. That's good. You it's know, it is, it is a gift. And, and it's not, and it's something that obviously, you know, we have a desire for some people more than others. Yeah. And that's, and there's nothing wrong with that. But to know that when you have a good friend, that is truly a treasure and it's a gift. Mm -hmm. But it cannot be the goal because right. if you make it the goal, then you're going to be disappointed. Yes. Well, because I feel like most friendships go through seasons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. I've had friends through seasons of my life and they were great. And I was so grateful for that friendship during that season, but they're not constant, you know, because mm -hmm. I move here, she moved there, you know, mm -hmm. life events happen, but there's one constant, you know, friendship that we always have. And I feel like when we seek him first, mm -hmm. everything else is going to align for mm -hmm. us Yeah, because he's going to grow us. He's going to stretch us mm -hmm. and we're going to appreciate those friendships in those seasons yeah. so much more than if we hadn't gone through a yeah. lonely season. I think that's good to mention too, is like, is holding your friendships open-handed. Yes. <laughs> um, because I think as humans, we're possessive and, you know, almost to the point where we're like, well, they can't be your friend because they're my friend. And that's a, that's a dangerous place to be because you're sure. saying like, I'm not going to share. Right. I'm not going <laughs> right. to share what I have because I want it for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that probably one of the healthiest levels of friendship is saying like, there was a season of close, you know, a closeness between us. Um, 
a richness to where we learn things because, or like God provi- may provide a friend for you in a season that's hard. And like, I can look back on times in my life and I'm so thankful that I had someone yeah. to, to do life with mm-hmm. in that season, mm-hmm. but also being open-handed to know when that season comes to an end, right. that person can go and be friends with another person. Yeah. Yeah. And also too, people change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's on, the only constant in life is change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank there you, you go. Morgan. <laughs> I don't but, like that. But. <laughs> but but it's true. I mean, people yeah. change. You know, I change. Yeah. My friends change. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that friendship may evolve into something else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, a lot of times we can say, well, I was close to this person. They moved you know, or whatever. And so we, there's a physical distance between us, but sometimes there's just a distance grows because they're, they've moved on to something in their life differently, or you have, Mm -hmm. or there's some kind of other thing. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you've done something wrong or they've done something wrong. Those things do happen, Mm -hmm. but it's again, that, that whole concept of the open hand, because the more that you grab onto somebody, it's like, you're just going to strangle it. And that's not good. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes that. I mean, I mean, many people have had that experience where you had the possessive friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and they get they really... They want all your time right, and they want, all your thoughts and all your energy and you're drained. Right. And, you, or, and then they get upset because you spent time with somebody else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if that's you, then I'm just going to refer you to the toxic relationship mm-hmm. episode. You should. That's right. Because we all have a certain level of toxicity, I think, mm-hmm. because yeah. because we want to do things selfishly. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But any other thoughts from you, Morgan? I feel like I just had one. Where did it go? Um, <laughs> talking about, like, single friendships kind of reminded me of my daughter. She's eight now, but this is when she was seven. And just how I think it's important. This is my thought. Okay. It came back to me. Um we generally will be pulled into like a friendship and like you have your person, you know, the other half of your friendship necklace. And I feel like it's important to one, teach our kids and to be in a healthy friendship where you invite others into that Mm, friendship. Yes. Mm -hmm. You break that heart into three pieces, four Mm -hmm. pieces, five pieces. Mm -hmm. Like if you, or you just throw out the necklace all together or you throw out the (laughs) necklace all together and you're like, Hey, kumbaya, let's all be friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I think seeing the, seeing someone lonely like also you know asking god make me aware of someone who yes, needs a friend let a me be that prayer. friend mm-hmm. right i want to see i mean this is often the marginalized the oppressed yes. the distant the lonely yep i often pray this before church on a sunday like god bring someone in in mm-hmm. my path today that needs a friend that needs a hug that just needs a smile like mm-hmm. let me be that person let me be an extension of you mm-hmm. and your love in this person's life and i feel like yeah. if you approach friendships like that like um like I love the community at our church and um, our circles. Like our the goal of circles is you know we grow these circles. We invite people in mm-hmm. and we grow mm-hmm. these friendships. And then sometimes these circles break and one goes yes. this way and one goes that way. But like there's still love there. Like yeah. it's not like you know you've broken up this relationship and they went there and we went here. Like no, like we're growing. Like we're bringing people into our friendship circles mm-hmm. and it's it's meant to be a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and an extension of the kingdom. It's like what we're trying yeah. to do, build this kingdom um, and bring people in. So I think just being aware, like when you do find that one person mm-hmm. to also invite others into that friendship. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think because we can get so stuck in our ways, like what oh, you're yeah. talking about with like circles. I've been a part of a circle before where it's like, all right, this is so good. And all of us connect and we're learning about Jesus and everything. Right. And then you're like, nobody else can come in. Right. Because you're happy with mm-hmm. with where you are. I'm sure mm-hmm. you can speak into this, you know, doing <laughs> circles and everything, Janice. But, yeah. you know, we get happy and we get comfort, like comfortable mm-hmm. in our own little circles and pods or whatever. And... I really don't think that that's the heart of Jesus. I no. think no, <laughs> I think I it's mean, it, yeah. like to keep your eyes out for the people that need a friend. Yeah, yeah. I think you know. I, uh, oftentimes, when I'll have a discussion with a with a, a circle, which we call small groups here, leader, and it's like talking about inviting people in, they'll say, "Well, it's going to change. It's going to mm-hmm. change the atmosphere well, of the go, group." Change again. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's right. It will. Point. It's yeah. going to change the dynamics. Absolutely, I've done it multiple times in yeah. the groups I lead, and and sometimes you know you have to just say again with an open hand, say, "Yeah, what we have is really good, and it's not for us for us to keep, only to hold on yeah. to. To hold on to, we're going to invite people in. Yes, the dynamics are going to change because we have different personalities and different people, but every time that we've done that. I have, it's gotten better and richer yeah. and it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's beyond anything that you think it could be. And, and also too, just to accept that that's okay. That's what this is supposed to be this season. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this, you know, the way this, this time for this time period that everybody, we're all together, that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And, and just knowing that really and trusting that Jesus really knows what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And, and he knows what he's doing. Right. And knows, <laughs> knows what he's doing and, and just trusting him that he's the one that brings it all together. Yes. Um, and, and I think that applies to all of our friendships, mm-hmm. you know, the, where, like you said, I've got this really great friend. Well, let's include somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's different when you have three people, four people, five people or whatever, right. but it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's good too. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people maybe grow up without, um, what it, they don't know what a healthy friendship looks like. Yeah. But and I, I feel say, like if you, yeah. if you have a healthy friendship, inviting others in can show them what a healthy friendship yes. looks like too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like going back to your toxicity or toxic relationships, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people, they're stuck in that and they mm-hmm. need to see, you need to invite them in so they can see what a healthy relationship mm-hmm. looks like. Whether if it's between you and your spouse, mm-hmm. like we are in a circle with other couples, other married couples. And I'm not saying that we're like the perfect example of a couple because we're not. But seeing the other couples and just like, you know, bouncing things yeah. off of them. Um, mm-hmm. We reached out to one of our couple friends like about budgeting last night, you know, and he went to town on this budget for oh, us. Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and um, actually, you guys are brought up in the conversation because we downloaded the same app that you use. Oh, it's a good app. Yeah, so we're excited about mm-hmm. that. But anyway, like, you know, you just reminds me of the verse in Proverbs twenty seven seventeen: mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron. So when you are with you make each other better and yeah. you want to bring others into that. You yeah. don't want to just, you know, stick with your couple, your few. Yeah. You want to turn your few into many and yeah. you want to help each other grow. You want to sharpen each other's iron. Yeah. So we're all absolutely ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. What a good conversation. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like wherever you are along the spectrum of friendships, yeah. um, I think what, what really stuck out to me today was that, you know, there is loneliness along the journey of friendship. Yeah. I mean, it's inevitable. If you haven't reached it yet, 
get ready because, or if you already have, get ready because it's coming again. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, yes. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, we talked about seasons and seasons of really great friendship, seasons of loneliness. Um, and then how can you switch your mindset in the loneliness? How can you switch your mindset? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think what we really drilled down on was, you know, what kind of came out was be the friend. Yeah. Don't wait for friends to come to you. Be the friend. And so put yourself out there, even though it's vulnerable and right. a little scary and a little risky. Put yourself out there because, um, like you said earlier, God will honor that. Mm-hmm. And you never know the most unlikely friendship can form um, yep. with the most unlikely person. Yep. That's right. And God can use that to bless you and that other person. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for thanks for having filling me. in and being on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thanks it was for good having, having you, Morgan. Yeah, anytime. All right, we miss you, Megan. Yep. Yes, we do miss Megan too. Yeah, and on that note, <laughs> Megan will be back next week for our last podcast of the season. We've gone through twelve exciting podcasts. Numbered, it's going to be number twelve. Yeah, for and the season. yeah, and so we're going to be finishing up next week. So you're going to want to make sure to download that last. This one, that last one, all the ones before, you can always get them on any platform, YouTube, Apple, um, Spotify, Spotify, all the places. So um, if you have any questions or concerns or ideas, go ahead and email inspired at thex.church and we'll get back to you. That's right. Until next week, we'll see you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Our hope is that everyone who hears these episodes, near or far, would know that the invitation at our table is always open. You might not be sitting at this table, but our desire is that you would join in on these conversations. So if you were inspired by today's talks, send us an email at inspired at We'd love to hear your thoughts, stories, and questions. And as always, don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts.